Aren't you glad that we serve a God that there's not anything that can stop him from loving us the way that he does? Can we clap to him today? Good morning. Hey, before you sit down, keep standing with me before you sit down. Let's just say a howdy to those who are watching online today too. Let's welcome them. We are so glad that you are here with us. I want us to start off, we are going to read a passage of scripture. And I want to invite you to read it with me out loud as we bring this passage. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's, he's given them some truths that he's wanting them to apply in their lives. And I want you to read this with me out loud in John 16, Jesus said these things to his disciples and to those who were listening to him. Say it with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Aren't you thankful for a God who is in control? Amen. Will you join me in prayer? Father, we are so indeed thankful and we rest in that truth today. Lord, that you have overcome all of the broken things that are in our lives. Nothing can stop your love for us. Lord, you have pursued us all of our lives. We are so thankful for your loving pursuit, your said love. We so desire, Lord, to meet with you today. Lord, we come to you seeking to rest in your presence. Father, today as we go to work in your word, would you give us the courage to acknowledge the areas of brokenness that may be in our lives? could be things from our past. It could be things that we're struggling with even today. It may even be things that we're worried about tomorrow. But Lord, today, may those who are here who seek you, may they find peace in your presence. We come to you at this moment, Lord, and we seek to surrender all to you in our worship. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray and all God's people said, amen. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat. As Randy said a few minutes ago, we're gonna be doing things just a little bit differently today. We've been in a series called Broken Pieces. And what we've been learning is how God takes the broken things that are in our lives, these things that, that, that we wrote on these tiles a couple of weeks ago, right? Where we, we asked you to take whatever the broken thing may be in your life. We wrote on the back of these tiles out on the, out on the front porch and then we took them and we broke these things before the Lord. And now, as Randy said, we have our artists who are out there that are beginning to craft these into a masterpiece. And that is what God does with the broken things that are in our lives. He takes broken things and in his power and through our surrender, God begins to craft them into a masterpiece. And we often can't see that work this side of heaven. Sometimes we do, but what he does is he turns our ashes into something that is beautiful. Now, many of you may think, why are we, why are we doing a series like this? Man, Bart, this has been pretty heavy, and we have been dealing with some heavy things because we have talked about some of our struggles with others, right, and the resentments that we can often carry, and sometimes that paralyzes many of us, and we can't move forward because we're paralyzed, struggles with others. And so we moved through some forgiveness a few weeks ago. We talked a few weeks ago about our struggles within. Some of us have unresolved guilt and we haven't dealt with some of the things from our past and made peace with those and have embraced God's forgiveness. We also, last week, we talked about some of our struggles with God. That, that, that sometimes we struggle with God. We don't understand some of the things that we're battling with. And so I, I taught you last week about a lament but here is what I know. Is it, is it okay for us to do this? When you look in the scriptures, you're going to find that all of the great men and women of God were so authentic and real in their relationship with God. They talked about these struggles with him. They all struggled in one way or another, whether it was Moses, Elijah, Jacob, David, Job. You find these real and raw prayers that go back to God. 
And sometimes they're, they're prayers that we think, can they say that to God? But what do we find in this? Is It's in God's word because God is teaching us that when we struggle with him, he wants us to engage with him. Now, why do a series like this? Why not do a series, it's maybe just kind of all about ponies and rainbows. I want you to know those are easy messages to preach, right? But here's what we know. Life can really be good. And some of us are going through great time, a great season of life. But here's what I also know, and the Bible shows us this. Life can also sucker punch you, can it? And you go through some things, you're like, I never saw that coming. And you're go- some of you are going through some things, or you've been through some things that maybe you weren't experiencing. And life can often bring brokenness into our lives. And maybe that's where some of you are today. My position as your pastor, I want to be really clear, is not to be an entertainer for you. Amen? My position is to lead you. It's to lead you into God's presence and to take you there with me, to show you what God's word says, to seek to ground you in God's word. Because I know this, whether you're going through something right now or not, I pray that you're not. I know that if you aren't right now, because of the way that life is in this broken world, you will at some point go through something challenging. You're going to go through something that will bring brokenness in your life. And so my responsibility is, and our hope is to ground you in his word. We find an anchor in God's word. We find an anchor in his presence. I love when Jesus started his ministry. This is what he said to those people who had brokenness all, all around him. He said this, and, he, and it, was a, it was a quote that he was taking out of Isaiah, a prophecy about him. It says this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are they who are poor in spirit. He has sent me to, look, comfort the brokenhearted. If you've had a broken heart, his mission was to come and bring comfort to you and to proclaim that captives will be released, that prisoners will be freed. So if you are held in bondage to something, Jesus said, I came to set you free from that. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for, look at this, ashes. A crown of beauty for ashes. A joyous blessing instead of mourning. Last week, the title of the message was Finding Blessing Even in Our Brokenness. This is what he talks about. He says this, they, that is those who are rooted in him, will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Yesterday, while that storm was blowing through, I was looking out my back porch and we have this huge oak tree that is planted uh, in my next door neighbor's yard. And I was watching that storm just beat that thing all up. And the wind, the wind was just, the, the limbs were going all over the place. I wondered if it was gonna be uprooted. That wind was so strong at one point. But when the storm went by, it was still there and it was still strong. And what God's word is for and these prayers of lament are for is to root us, to root us to weather storms. This week, I'm going to teach you some from God's word. We're going to have some guided prayer together where I'm going to really challenge you to get alone with God. Really forget about the people who are around you and you do business with God. We're going to maybe sing some in in our time of prayer as well. But what I really want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to get intentional right now and to say, and I know you came to church for a purpose. And our purpose is to meet with God. Amen, right? 
You don't want to hear from me. You need to meet with God. So let's get intentional in meeting with him at this very moment. He's made it possible for us to meet with him. He tore the veil in two. So now you have direct access to him. Listen, whatever you wrote on this tile, if you were here, was a start. That was good because you, you made it into something that was real. And that was a good place to start, but that is not where we end because what you're going to find in the scripture is we do start by acknowledging it, but we also, God shows us a pattern. He shows us a process. A lot of times what we do with some of the broken things in our life is we stuff them. We stuff them down and we don't deal with them. We never make peace with some of these things that are in our past, or we stuff the things that we're struggling with right now and we might feel angry right now or what we stuff these things down and here's the thing when we stuff these things and we don't actually deal with them what happens is they begin to manifest themselves in our lives in some unhealthy ways sometimes it comes out in some really unhealthy ways we get stuck and some of you you may be stuck sometimes it manifests ourselves. maybe we, it, we we get involved in things that are addictive type behaviors right? That's an expression. Sometimes we just try to escape. We self-medicate. We can do that through food or alcohol or, or sex or, or drugs, whatever it may be. But, and that's an unhealthy way. What God wants is God wants you not to be stuck anymore. God wants you to be able to move forward with him, right? And so what God wants, and we're going to learn today and reinforce today, is God wants you to bring everything to him to bring everything to him. It's called a prayer of lament, a prayer of lament. It's a form of worship. We learned last week that that whenever we complain to God, it's an act of worship. When we complain about God, that's a sin, that's rebellion. Complaining to him is worship though. And, And here is what we wanna do. We wanna bring whatever it is that maybe is bothering you, whatever it is that your mind in the idle moments will tend to drift to. Maybe it's something from your past, some guilt, something you're struggling with now, something that's out ahead of you that you're concerned about. We want to bring the broken things to God. The broken things in your life, there are three responses that you will have. You ready? Here's what they are. You can either let it destroy you, you can let it define you, or you can let it develop you. This is what God wants to do is he wants to develop us. So here's, before we go any further, I want us just to bow our heads. I want you to get alone with the Lord. And we're gonna spend just a moment just entering into a spirit of prayer with the Lord. When we begin in prayer, we begin in praise. We've already started praising him through song today. You know what the scripture says? He inhabits the praises of his people. Let that sink in, it's real. He's here with us. He says, if you come near to me, I will come near to you. Seek me and you will find. Knock and the door shall be open to you. So just begin to praise him right now. Praise him for his love. Praise him for his sacrifice on the cross. that nothing can separate you from his love. Not sin, not death, or your worries. In faith, begin to tell him that he is good. 
crazy that he is patient with us. That he has redeemed you. We praise, we praise him for who he is. Now move into a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness and begin to thank the Lord. Thank him for the people that he's placed in your life, for your family. If you have a place to live, if you have a job, even if you don't like your job, thank him that you have a job. We praise him for who he is. We thank him for what he has done. I want you to look at the screen for a second. Psalm 37 says this, David wrote, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Look, he delights, he delights in every detail. What does every detail mean? Everything in your life. He delights in the detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. What he's saying today is I wanna take you by the hand. I wanna walk with you. I wanna be with you. As our team does this song, you are welcome to join them in singing. You are welcome to stand if you so feel inclined. You are welcome to raise your hands in prayer. Can we just do something today? Can we just forget about other people around us today and just do business with God? Amen, right? We came here to be with him and he wants to be with you. If you want to get on your knees today, you can get on your knees. There's freedom for you to be able to worship today. Let's sing this song too. Let's make this our prayer. Aren't you thankful that we have a God who's made it possible? You can go ahead and sit down as we continue in God's word this morning. So how do we begin to allow God to help us through those tough times? Maybe you're in a struggle right now. What do you do in that? How do you pray in that manner? Well, I want to take you to a passage of scripture that we're going to look at in 2 Samuel. And it's, as we've been looking some at some of the story of David, we've seen some of his great mistakes. We've seen some of the, just the, the raw nature of the prayers that he would write in the book of Psalms. David went through different areas of brokenness at different times and in different seasons of his life. Some of you will be able to relate to this struggle that I'm going to bring you to today in 2 Samuel. I've never experienced what David experienced here in this manner. This story that we're going to look at in 2 Samuel is not just a story for us just to have just a story to think about and not really do anything with. I want you to see that everything that is a story that's in God's word has been given to us for a purpose of, of teaching us something. It's not just a beautiful story just in and of itself. There's purpose in it. Look at what Romans says. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement that we find in the scriptures, we might have, everyone say it with me, what's the word? We might have what? Hope. So that we can actually have hope in the middle of what it is that we are struggling with. The Bible says everything that God gave us in his word is written for our encouragement. It's written for our hope. 
even a story that talks about David's, David's brokenness. It's been given to show you a pattern of how to move through brokenness in our lives. Sometimes, let me just give you some brief context. Many of us know the story of David and his infidelity with Bathsheba. I shared that a few weeks ago when we talked about guilt and how he wrote Psalm 51 was a prayer of brokenness, right? Now, the story in and of itself is a heart-wrenching, sobering reminder of how even a man after God's own heart is susceptible to sin, is susceptible to failure. We all can blow it, right? We all can mess up. And David, as you know, was confronted by the prophet Nathan. He was greatly repentant for his sin. He was broken by God in the process of this. Now, here's what we know. There was forgiveness that was there. But oftentimes, there are severe consequences that happen as a result of our own sinfulness. Amen, right? We can't control the consequences of our, of our sins. And so sometimes hardship, we should understand, is a discipline of God. A, a father disciplines, a parent disciplines their sons and daughters out of love. All right. Now we, now we need to understand this. Whenever sometimes God brings discipline in our life, that can be a form of brokenness. It's a form of brokenness, and we accept those consequences. But we also know that Scripture teaches this. It teaches us that sometimes loss that we experience, sometimes the brokenness that we face in our lives, it's just because we're in a broken world. And, and we're struggling, and there are things that aren't our fault that we are struggling with, and that is where some of you could be today. Sometimes bad stuff just happens. You've heard me say it before. This isn't heaven. We'll be there one day. But in this world, Jesus said, you will have many troubles. You will have many sorrows in this world. He didn't water it down. He told us that so we would be prepared and know who to go to in those times. Bathsheba and David... They were having a child together. This child was conceived. The baby was born, and then the baby gets very sick. David is struggling like any parent would struggle, and he's on his face before God, praying and fasting and crying and weeping in total brokenness. 2 Samuel 12 says this, and David, you need to know, had been lamenting to God. He was lamenting this broken situation. David begged God to spare the child. He went without food and lay all night on the bare ground. He's praying, he's fasting, he's engaging with God. He's struggling with God like we talked about last week. The elders of his household pleaded with him to get up and to eat with them, but he refused. Then on the seventh day, tragically, the child died. There is brokenness there. There is sorrow. So this has been going on for days. No food, no sleep, no no eating, just prayer and fasting, struggling with God, wrestling with God. David's advisors were afraid to tell him. He wouldn't listen to reason while the child was ill. They said, what drastic thing will he do when we tell them that the child is dead? And when David saw them whispering, he realized what had happened. Is the child dead? He asked. Yes, they replied. And then they gave him a truth that was hard to accept. He is, he is dead. So that is the setup of the story. I want you to see that the stories in the Bible are given to us. And that's a sad story, but it's a story that 
many, even in our own church, can relate to in that kind of loss. But what do we observe next in David and how he began to process through broken things, broken pieces? David begins to to take some actions that I want us to do today. I want us to learn from. Here's what I do first. When there is brokenness in my life, whatever it is for you, here's what I do. Number one, I bring my concern and I make my appeal to God. What is that for you today? David was engaged with God in a prayer of lament. There are, these are the things that are the deep concerns that are in your life. Those idle moments where your mind will drift to something maybe from your past. Maybe it's something you're worried about in your, in your present situation. These things that are bothering you, this is coming to the Lord. Maybe you're in a season of prayer right now and you're wrestling with God over something and you don't have your answer yet. Whatever it is, I want you to notice something about David. You'll always find this pattern in his life. He always brought whatever it was to God. He brought it to God for breakthrough in prayer. And I want us just to bring our appeals to God right now. Can we just bow before him at this moment? What are those things that you need to bring to the Lord right now? Is there something that you are worried about? Voice your concern to God. Talk to your Father. If you need to complain to him, this is the time. Remember, worship happens when you complain to him. Sin and rebellion is when you complain about him. Whatever it is, he can take it today. The scripture teaches us this. It could be something with one of your kids. Maybe it's a health situation in your own life or loved one. Maybe you're wrestling over a job situation that you find yourself in or a relationship. of a relationship, not religion, a relationship. Okay, now it's critical that you listen to me here. You can continue to have your head bowed or you can look at me, whatever you want to do. In so many cases in David's life, what did we find? He had great victories, right? We know that breakthrough would happen. We know of David, when I say David, you probably think of David and think of great victory there. So many times when David would pray, he would get an answer that would be yes. But you know what you will also find when you study his life, many times when David would pray, he would get not yet. And he would be in the wilderness for a period of time, which is where he wrote many of these great psalms, these songs of lament. He was struggling Some of you, maybe you're in the wilderness right now and God is saying, not yet. But do you know what I believe in the wilderness happened with David? God was refining him. He was getting him ready because he would soon 
have the answer of yes to be the king over Israel. But David wasn't ready immediately. God was preparing him. Here's what I also want you to know. Sometimes you will get a yes in your prayer and in your appeal. Sometimes you will get not yet. But this is important that you hear this too. Sometimes God says no. Do you tell your children no sometimes? You absolutely do. Sometimes God says no. And that's hard for us to receive just as it's hard for our kids to receive a no from us. You know what I'm talking about when you get a no, when you pray and you pray and you are praying your guts out. Some of you have been there with me. You're praying over something so passionately and you can see it from your perspective and you're like, God, I can only see this this way. God, why won't you act? God, why won't you do something in this? Many of you know this. Years ago, whenever my brother-in-law and my best friend was diagnosed with cancer, we prayed for healing for him. And I want you to know, we prayed our guts out for Dan. We prayed as a church. We prayed privately. We prayed as a family every night. We sought God every single day. We sought him in faith. We anointed him with oil. We prayed over him and we cried out to God. And I don't understand. I still don't understand today. God said, no. My brother-in-law went home to be with the Lord. And I am thankful for that, that I have that anchor in my life. It was the number one prayer in our lives. And you need to know there was great disappointment that's struggling with God. There's great disappointment with this. Now, I want to share with you what David did next. And I'm not telling you that what you're struggling with God Maybe a no, that's between you and God to work out. But here is what I see David doing next. Are you ready? Here's what he does next. And this is what we do. I accept what cannot be changed. I accept this. I come to a place of surrender. I accept what happened, what cannot be changed. Surrender is accepting the reality. David said this in 2 Samuel. He said, I fasted and I wept while the child was alive for I thought perhaps the Lord would be gracious and let the child live. But why should I fast when he is dead? And I want you to see he's moving into acceptance. Can I bring him back again? That's what he's saying. Do you see what he's saying here? The answer he knows right here is no. He's accepting what cannot be changed. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying today, get over it. That's not what God is saying in this. What God is saying, not get over it. God is saying, I want to begin to take you through it. I'm going to walk with you through this as you talk to me about this, even if it doesn't work out the way that you have planned for. God is showing that we have to come to a place of acceptance on some things. Listen, I can't control the past, neither can you. Some things are just, some seasons come to an end. Some things are just over in our lives. I'm not saying that acceptance is I stop caring. I'm not saying acceptance is I stop grieving. Acceptance doesn't mean you stop caring. You still care, you still hurt, you still grieve. Acceptance doesn't mean that what you think happened is good. It's not because this world again is broken. 
None of that is acceptance. Acceptance simply means you saying, I can't change this. David said, what has happened is over. I can't change this. And I want to give you a a challenging question. And some of you are not going to like this question. But it's a question that you have to grapple with. It's not for me to tell you. And here's the question. Are you ready? What do I need to accept that may be over in my life? It's not my place to tell you what that is. God maybe hasn't given you an answer of no yet. Maybe your answer is not yet, but sometimes God says no. And I accept this. It could be a season of your life is over. Maybe it's a dream that you've had and it hasn't come to fruition. Maybe what God desires is for you to have a new dream. God's not done with the dreams in your life, but sometimes God has a different dream that's for you that you don't understand. You can't control your past. Sometimes it's a season that just needs to come to a close because you can't control other people or their decisions or their choices. All you can do is what you can do in the circle that is around you. In total surrender, this is what we're talking about. I accept God's will. Surrender. Remember when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was saying, God, if there's any other way, let's do this another way. What did he finally say? Not my will be done, but thy will be done. That's surrender. It's opening our hands and saying, here's my life. I don't like this right now. I don't like the way it looks, but God, I trust you. Surrender is this, okay? This is the whole point of today. Surrender is a pathway of peace. If you want to begin to find peace in your life, surrender is where this is found. Peace found in our brokenness. This is where we find blessing. Now, here's the beautiful part of this, okay? David would pray this. Although this situation I see with my eyes right now is not good, it's not fun, I don't like this. God may have even said no at this point, but because I trust in who he is, I love this point. I remember this is not the end of the story, amen, right? This isn't the end of the story. When we experience devastating, catastrophic loss or brokenness, sometimes we feel like it's the end because that's all we can see. David experienced this loss of his son and he focuses out on the hope that is ahead him. He says this next. He said, listen to the hope. I will go to him one day. It wasn't the end of the story. He says, he can't return to me right now, but I will go to him. He understood this. He accepted this, but he now walks with confidence. He's still hurting, but he's confident that this isn't the end. This isn't the end of the story. Our family, when we experienced this kind of loss, one of the anchors of hope was knowing this. It's not the end of the story. It's a temporary separation. That doesn't mean that there are not moments where we still struggle and sometimes where things come up where we do. Savannah, Dan's daughter, got married just a little while back and I did that wedding and that was hard. Because he should have walked her down the aisle. So I want you to know, once you go through this, it doesn't mean You don't go back through it. Again, I'm giving you tools to go back through these things. These are tools for your toolbox when you're struggling. What do I come back to? This isn't the end of the story. This isn't the end. I can't see heaven right now, but I know that he is there and I know that I will be there with him one day. 
God is never content to let your story end in ashes. You may be in some ashes right now. You may feel broken right now. You may not understand right now how God could even bring beauty out of ashes is where we begin to move into trusting that he is sovereign. I want you to listen to this song. Remember, you can sing if you want. You can bow your head in prayer and just listen. You can stand and raise your hands. There's freedom for you to worship today. There's freedom in different postures of worship. You just get along with God. Listen to the song of God's sovereignty. So we bring our appeal and our concern. Remember the pattern? We bring it to him, no matter what it is, God can handle what it is. He can handle your anger. He can handle your frustration. Bring it to him raw. That's indicative of a relationship. What do we do next? I accept what cannot be changed. Sometimes there's just things that we get a no, and our answer is a no. But we remember that God is sovereign. He's sovereign over the things in our life. We, we rest in his sovereignty. We know that he's at work. Now, I want to show you a fourth thing that we see David do. Here's what he does. Here's what we want to do. When I have brokenness, at some point, I have to refocus on God through worship. I begin to move into a place of worship. And I know this is hard for some of us because sometimes we're angry and we just, we just don't want to do that. But I want you to see what David does David got up from the ground. He washed himself. He put on lotions. He changed his clothes. I won't linger on this here, but what I want you to know is that at some point, you know, when you're going through something, sometimes we don't take care of ourselves because we're, we're struggling. We're hurting. But I want you to see at some point, David started to take care of himself again. But I want you to see what it says he did next. He went to where? The tabernacle. The tabernacle. And what did he do? Worshipped the Lord. After that, he returned to the palace and was served food and he ate. David began to move forward again. David was not thinking about next year. What David was actually doing was putting one foot in front of the other. You ever been there? Well, that's all you can do. Just one foot in front of the other. Day by day, moment by moment. Sometimes... In our struggle, it paralyzes us. We're in this place of paralysis, right? At some point, some of you really need to hear this today, you have to choose to start living again. God's not done with you or your story. You have to start living again. Now, the timing is different for everybody. So don't hear me today saying that I'm rushing you into this. But some of you, maybe the timing has passed and God wants you to begin to move again. David knew this wasn't the end of the story. He was still sad, but he accepted what he couldn't change. But because he knew it wasn't the end of the story, he knew that each day was one day closer to being with his son one day. It says that he got up and he went to the tabernacle. The tabernacle was not a building. In fact, it was a tent that was a portable tent because they would move. But what was in the tabernacle was the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant was, it was 
representation of the presence of God. He entered into the presence of God. It it was about connecting with God and his presence. At that moment, David knew that worship is, is where we begin to catch a glimpse of how God is moving in certain ways. Breakthroughs sometimes in our lives happens through God's word that's being taught. And aren't you thankful that we have the anchor of God's word, right? Breakthrough happens sometimes whenever whenever we have talented musicians who lead us in songs. I'm so thankful for Danny and his gifts and his abilities. Aren't you? Amen. I love that he leads us into worship and into songs. There's something that is special that happens in those moments of worship. And we can't manufacture that. It's you, What is it? You connect with your creator. And he begins to do a work that only he can do in your life. The temptation in our brokenness is this, to run away. That's what many of our, us are tempted to do. It's to run from him. It's to go as far in the other direction as we can. Because we figure in some way, God, you are responsible for this. You allowed this to happen. We're mad, we're angry, we're shocked, we're heartbroken, whatever it may be for you, whatever that may be. And so we run and all of these emotions are okay to have. You're an emotional being that God has created with emotions. It's part of the grief process. But here is what God wants you to do. God wants you not to run away. God wants you to run to him. You run, but you run to him. Like last week, Jacob wrestled with God. He couldn't run anymore, right? God confronted him and he was there and he wrestled with him. And Jacob through the night wrestled and said, God, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not letting you go until you do something in this. I want you to know God will never abandon you in your anger. God will never abandon you in your grief and your sadness and your struggles. He will never abandon you in your doubts. What God wants is you to talk to him. Sometimes it's just stillness and quietness. You need a place. Notice notice that, that he went to a place, okay? I love this building. I'm thankful for this building. But you realize, I hope that all of you realize that you don't have to have a building to experience and enjoy the presence of God. Amen? I love to go on my back porch in the mornings early and I get a cup of coffee and I sit still before God. And sometimes I pour my heart out to him. Sometimes I'm upset. Sometimes I'm bothered. Maybe I didn't sleep well that night because I wrestled with something all night. You need to find a place that is like the tabernacle for you to go to God. God, I'm not letting go. Here's the final thing I want you to see, okay? David He came to this place of acceptance. He made his appeal. God said no in this circumstance. God may not tell you no. You may just be in a not yet, but sometimes it's no. And sometimes when the no happens, this is what we need to do. I keep on living and loving in spite of my brokenness. I keep on doing this. David began to get back at a certain point into doing things that were productive. It said he went back to the palace and that wasn't just only a place uh, for him to live, but it was a place where productivity happened. He began to live again. I don't know exactly all the timing of things. Did he still hurt? Yes, he did. You know that he did. 
He had to just put one foot in front of the other. You keep on living. You make a choice. God's not done with your story yet. But this is important. Your mission is not just to keep on living or existing. If you want to know what your purpose is, I'm going to tell you, it's to keep on loving. You love God. And here is what I really want you to hear. You love the people who are around you right now. Now, a lot of times when we get hurt or wounded, we don't ever want to love again. We don't want to love because to love means to risk. And when you get wounded, what do we do? We build up walls. You know, when we build up walls, we're isolated. And you're not meant to live in isolation. You are meant to be in connection and fellowship with God and with other people. So we keep on loving. I want to just give you this commission today. Are you ready? Here's what it is. No matter what you're going through in your life right now, here's what God wants you to do. You keep on living and you love the people who are in your life right now like there is no tomorrow. Amen? Love them. Love them deeply. David, we find out in the story, he goes and he comforts his wife. At another point, they conceive a child together again. And you need to know that this child that was conceived did not replace the other child. That's not what is being said. But you do need to know that there was an added blessing because the child that came to, into existence through this brokenness was Solomon. We have the book of Proverbs, right? We, have, we see Solomon's existence and his kingship eclipsed that of David's. And it was so powerful to see Solomon and all the wisdom that was in his life. Whenever my, my wife, Hope, years ago, whenever she had a miscarriage, we had never been through anything like that. And there was grief that was found in that. And I found out about Hope and myself, we grieve differently, very differently. And that was a point where I had to come to understand some things about grief and how she grieves and how I grieve. And it was different, but we were both grieving. And we still at certain points, we mourn the loss of that child and we certainly grieve the loss of that child. But we've also thought about this and realized that we would never have, most likely never have Trinity today. Trinity is our 17 year old. And Trinity was not a replacement for this other child. By the way, the child that was lost in miscarriage, I wanna say it very clearly, was a child. It was a person, amen, right? Yes, you can clap to the Lord for that. Trinity was never a replacement for this. But, but I learned this, that God wants us to be thankful. And God wants us to love the people who are in our lives, who are still here. And I know one day when I get to heaven, I will meet that child. I will, I will meet up with my brother-in-law again and other loved ones who are in my family. Because this isn't the end of the story. I don't know what you're going through today. I hope it's not something that's major right now. Some of you, you're going through some brokenness right now and we walk with you. But whether it is or whether it is not major right now, you will at some point go through something. Let me ask you this question, okay, as we're bringing this to a close. What do you need to surrender to him today? What is it that you need to surrender to him? We've all most likely heard the serenity prayer. I think it's a beautiful prayer, but most of us have never heard the whole prayer. In fact, somewhere in my house, we have a picture of the first part of this prayer, and I never knew that there was more to it a little later on. So whenever I was going through some brokenness, somebody shared it with me. What does it say? God, 
Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. The courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. A lot of us know that part and it's beautiful. But you gotta hear the rest of this. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Now look, trusting that you will make all things right if I, what does it say? Surrender to your will. And I love this part. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life. He recognizes the temporal nature of this life. But look, and supremely happy with you forever in the next. And all God's people said, amen. So powerful. That is the rest of that prayer in its entirety. And you know what it is? It's a prayer of surrender. I want to ask you to stand with me right now. And I want to ask Danny to lead us in I surrender all. Will you make this your prayer to God this morning? before you, Lord, we do surrender these things that are in our lives. As we pray to him at this moment, you might even just as an act of symbolism, just open your hands to God. Maybe you've been clenching on to something, trying to control things, maybe trying to control something in the past, maybe a person, maybe it's a resentment you're holding on to. Whatever the broken things were that you wrote on the back of the tile several weeks ago, Can we just surrender that to God? It's a pathway of peace. God, will you have your way in our lives? In fact, I offer my life to you as a living sacrifice. For some of you, you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your savior. You may come to him right now in faith and say, Lord Jesus, Here I am. I place my faith in you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you were raised from the dead and I trust in you for my eternal life. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. What do you need to release to God? Peter says, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. 
remember David made his appeal. He accepts what he can't change. He looks toward the future and knowing it's not the end of his story. What does he do here? He refocuses in worship. I want us just to refocus in worship right now. Let's just give God our worship.